Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. Hope everybody's doing okay out in the quarantine. We are back. Before we get started, let's uh, talk about our sponsor tonight, Nikki. Coach Soak, you still soaking? I'm still soaking, and not only am I soaking, but the other half of the Brazier household has soaked now as well. <laughs> and uh, I know in the process, we found out Matt does not fit in the tub, not even a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been cool because like, neither one of us were really like soak people, and Matt actually said that he hasn't like, taken a bath since he was a little kid. Um, but we're both completely converted now because we went through a couple real gross workouts uh, last week, and our hammies... And our buns and especially our lower backs were really tired. And I really didn't think he would, you know, come around. I really didn't. But turns out the coach soak really helped him feel better after his bath too. So it's not just me. It's now certified by, by both braziers. I'll see. And I would have certified it for you too, because I do love a good soak. And for those of you that, uh, that also love a good soak or who have never soaked, and need to soak because now you have Matt and Nikki's endorsement. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to coachsoak.com, C O A C H S O A K.com. Make sure you put MPGA uh, into the code and you'll get 15% off your first purchase. You'll also get free shipping and money back guarantee, which is uh, just kind of a great deal all around. So get on it, start soaking. Uh, again, coachsoak.com, MPGA in the code, and you're good to go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again, here with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Day uh, of quarantine. So Day, day 10,000 <laughs> of the yep. quarantine. And uh, our very special guest tonight is the woman who hates you all. No, I'm kidding. The, uh, but the owner of a salt bike, the bike that hates you all, Tracy Bates. Tracy, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks, guys, for having me. Really appreciate you being here. How are you so nice? You created the most evil instrument <laughs> on the planet, and you're just like the sweetest person ever. I, I have never been able to resolve those two things. Don't let me fool you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, well, we'll dig into those inner workings then and, and try to figure it out. Your bike's been kicking my ass in the basement, by the way. Nice. And I love that comment, by the way, of... Uh, it's closer to hell, probably closer to where it belongs. Yes, that's oh exactly. Oh my God, yes, so true. <laughs> I kind of want to dig a hole and put it in there just to get it closer to hell. It's, <laughs> it is amazing though. Like, um, you know, I have two bikes in the house. I have a C2 bike up that's upstairs in front of the TV because it's really easy to ride. Like you can sit there, like I pedaled on that thing this morning uh, and did 15K on it and I don't even blink. Like you just sit there and bike and it doesn't really hurt. You just... Yeah, you just sweat, you know. And then there's the C2 bike in the basement that I go downstairs and do no, the 20, assault bike in the basement. The assault bike in the basement, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And do a twenty one fifteen nine watt of burpees and assault bike. And every time I gotta put my butt on the chair, I'm like, oh my God, another fifteen mm-hmm. calories. And it hurts so bad. And it's like it's you know, it's the stimulus is so different. Yeah. And it's so effective. Well, we had, um, we had Steph Chung on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she had said that, in her opinion, the assault bike is the, the one thing that can get you fittest 
fastest out of like all the implements that she has been using in the past for games training. And, and that's, it's the stimulus is just like John said, it's just like, there's no way to have it not kick your ass. And when I walk into the gym and I'm super cold, I'm like, Oh, I just need to do 10 cows on the assault bike. And it doesn't matter. Like I'm going to be warm. (laughs) It kind of sucks the life out of you, no matter what you do with it. I was following our, I don't know if you guys seen like assault university and we have uh, Mike Giardina, uh, is our director of education. So he's coming out with some really good programming. And so Saturday I was like, Oh, I'm just going to kind of see what he posted. And mm-hmm. it was just a little, you know, small, a short little wad on the bike of doing like a minute on two minutes rest and then 30 seconds on a minute rest and just going down. And Oh my gosh, it was like, it was, the whole thing was like 22 minutes and it just sucked the life out of me. And my daughter was sitting out there and I go, Hey, why don't you come work out with me? And she's like, no, I'll just do my homework <laughs> on my computer and watch you. And she watched me for like five minutes. She's like, yeah, this is too much. Like, mm. <laughs> no way. I do need you to explain something more to the listeners than to me. Cause I've figured it out now, but I, I, people keep messaging me like, well, what should I get? Should I get a C2 bike or should I get the assault bike? Cause they know I have both and they're totally different implements. And I made the mistake early on before I figured, here's how I figured it out that they're totally different is I decided I was going to do this wad in my basement. And I was like, I want to, simulate Murph because I couldn't run. I can't get outside because I'm quarantined. And uh, so I messaged Saxon. I'm like, Hey, how many meters is that? And I'm like, I'm going to do it on the assault bike. Cause I got to do pull-ups and I need to be in the basement. And he goes, I uh, do 4,000 meters. I'm like, okay. So I start doing the math because I do a lot of math and I'm like, it should take me about eight, eight minutes or so, which is a, about a mile run. You know, if you're running at a decent clip, yeah, so it'll sure. be fine. You know? So I'm like, all right. Yeah. I'm like, no big deal. 4,000 meters. I do 15,000 meters on that C2 bike all the time. I was a thousand meters in ready to go run in front of traffic. It hurts <laughs> so bad. Like, well, yeah. Cause you would translate that to eight minutes on the fucking assault. Bike. No, no, no. Oh, I get that. But like, I'll, I'll do 35 minutes on the C2 bike and not even blink at oh, it. But, it but the eight minutes on the assault bike hurts so much more. So can you explain it? Like I figured out why, but I, would, I want you to the professional. Uh, I'll be curious why you think, I mean, for me, I just, it's the, I think it's the two stage system where it has the two chains. So there's just a lot more drag there and you're the motor. So it's the faster you go, the harder it gets. Right. We mm-hmm. all kind of know that, but it's like, if you go slow, like that's not the way out either. Like when you see athletes in competition, uh, they go out fast because then you kind of get a little bit of momentum going, but I, I can't explain it in the sense of you cannot conquer it and you can't control, you know, there's no dial. You're not, there's no, um, you know, there's no dial to go down or up, you know, with tension, there's no magnetic resistance or anything. It's just the chain and you. So I want to know what you think. I mean, there, it's just a completely different, you know, modality of what the uh, mechanism that it uses to drive is. Wait, yeah, and well, then I think you tell it, and then I think I know it too. So you go first. <laughs> well, so, so I explain it to people. It's almost like the assault bike has a second gear. Like when you hit that pedal, like when you're on the C2 bike and you hit the pedals, you just have this smooth, you know, there's your feet just go. And once you're up to speed, you can just hold that speed with the, with the assault bike. It's almost like when you're pushing through, like I can feel it it's not ca- catching isn't the right word, but it's certainly like going through quicksand. Like it's so much There's harder no inertia to it. It doesn't have the yeah. same inertia. Yeah. And the- yeah, there you go. And as, as I pick up speed to your point, it's even harder. So you like, if you slow down you get kind of behind That's the inertia, yeah, then you're screwed. So mm-hmm. you like, you have to hold a pace 
and it's a pace you're not going to want to hold. And as you speed up, it gets worse. Like there's just no way out. And yes, I I've done multiple. I, so I started playing around with wads like that, by the way, is where I, then I'm like, all right, well maybe I'll do 10 rounds and I'll have a thousand meters at the top of each round. Cause that's in my mind. I'm like, that's less. It's only a thousand meters. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It still hurts. It all hurts, <laughs> but it's effective. Really effective. You had something. Did you say? Yeah. So, you know, and it's not, I didn't come up with it myself. I actually heard it from Chris Hinshaw who runs the aerobic capacity training course. We had him on the show a little bit ago. And, um, I mean, God, he's just full of so much insight and so many like cool, uh, athlete stories. If you haven't listened to that episode, I strongly recommend everyone go back and hear it. But the way he explained it at, um, the aerobic capacity course is, it obviously, like you guys are talking, like it, it, the air catches, it, you pedal through cement or through quicksand, whatever it is, like there's no way to stop the burn in your legs. But when that happens, when you start to feel that burn, your body starts to dump lactic acid into other parts to kind of like flush it out and like allow your legs to keep going. So it'll like push the lactic acid up out of your legs and into another part of your body on other muscle groups so that you can keep going with your legs, even though they're tired. But because you're still pedaling with your arms, it doesn't allow the lactic acid to be dumped anywhere else. So you're basically in an, this like full body taxing system. And no matter what you do, there's no way to, there's no way to push through the burn. The burn keeps happening because it doesn't clear so that you can keep going. So it's just like a, it's a mental game at that point, because you're just like dead, no matter what. <laughs> it is. And you've, and I've done that too, where you're like on it. I'm like, okay, let me just go legs for a minute. And they're like, no, my legs are killing me. And then it's like, okay, just some art. And there's not, I think your best bet is really the push and pull yeah, and, and it's the gotta be. to get to the calories or whatever that goal is. Um, and I have heard Chris talk about that before with the lactic acid buildup and mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And there is no way out. It's just through. I like that you, even though you own this company, oh. you're like, oh, I've tried to cheat it too. I <laughs> no, it, it's, I mean, it, that's the thing is you can take like the best athletes in the world and they, you can't conquer it. Like yeah. they're better at it than the majority of us, but they're, yeah, it still sucks. Yeah, totally. I mean, look, we could, we could gush about all of this equipment, how it kicks our asses all day long, but I'm so curious to know, Tracy, for, for you, I mean, you're, you're dealing with quarantine just the way that we all are. Um, but you've got a little bit of a different perspective now because everyone is sort of like rushing to equipment companies to get some shit in their own houses so that they can keep working out. What has this whole experience been like for you so far? Well, you know what? It's, it has been different. Well, I was interested earlier, John had said like, like, are you literally not leaving the house? Cause like I've gone for bike rides. I go outside. I see people yeah, I've walking. Gone for jobs and stuff. But John, are you like literally sequestering yourself to your, I barely, I barely, I barely yeah, I barely leave this chair. Barely. Wow. <laughs> no, no, I get out. So, I mean, I, I'm in an yeah. essential business, so I, um, yeah. I'm out in branches every day. Um, you know, 15, 20 minutes at a time. I mean, the CDC is still saying, you know, just kind of limit your contact. So right. I'm doing that, but I am like, I'm not at the gym. Um, you know, I kind of live in a metropolitan area. So there's like, I can't really go running without being around people. Like, so I, you know, for exercise, it's all in either in the basement or in my living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For us, it's been, um, it is kind of interesting and, you know, are we in a, you know, I don't think the government has deemed us an essential business, but I think, you know, fitness equipment companies like us have become essential during this for mental and physical health, right? Mm-hmm. When you are, you're bound home. I have friends that are teachers and 
they have kids and here they're, they've got to, you know, do their teaching through Zoom. They've got kids that they also have to do homework with. And so that workout is an escape. And for us, I feel really grateful and fortunate that through this, that every one of my employees, we have been able to, everybody's working, right? We didn't have hey. to like, off. we have a whole team, like every Monday we have a Zoom meeting and it's, it's like watching a giant extended version of the Brady Bunch and you've got all these little <laughs> windows and it's like, okay, Bobby, go. Okay. You know, and so anyways, it's, it's been really nice and everybody's just gone above and beyond, like from customer service, working weekends, working overtime, because yeah, I mean, we're, we're selling a lot of bikes and, and runners and even the rowers, like a lot of our rowers, um, because a lot of companies are running out of stuff and we've run out of stuff, but it just makes you feel really fortunate to go. We've got this, it, there's a lot of stress for a lot of people. And at least just in our little, you know, in our little company, we're able to at least keep them working. They still have family stresses and kids stresses and all that. But just as a company owner and just as an individual, it makes me feel good to go. I feel so fortunate because there's, I know so many people in the service industries and those kind of, you know, they're, everybody is, is suffering and struggling right now. And it's, it's just a difficult, unprecedented time in our lifetimes and mm -hmm. everything's new. You know what I mean? Like every, you know, it's like we said, what day, what of quarantine and, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot. And then there's people that are completely isolated where they, you know, you live alone, right. And mm -hmm. whether you're working or not working or you're laid off and you live alone, I mean, that's, it's a lot. And I keep saying to everybody that I can talk to, I say it to my company, every time we have a meeting, I say it to anybody personally, like, this is the time reach out, talk to people. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Even, you might be thinking about somebody, just reach out. Just, you never know what they're going through or that little gesture could be make or break in their life at that moment and stuff. So I just think it's really important that we all pull together the best way we can now. Yeah. I think that's so important. And you're so right in that, like all of the, the sweating in your garage and in your basement and the whatever is so very much a part of mental health for all of us who are, who are into fitness and into working out and whether you do CrossFit or not. Like my husband just said it to me today, cause I am buried under work um, at my agency. And he's like, Oh, maybe you shouldn't have gone to the gym this afternoon. And I'm like, no, no, like I needed it. It wasn't a, it wasn't an option. Like it, you know, so, so the fact that you can provide that in a sense, I do think is very cool. That's a, that's a neat perspective. I hadn't really thought about it that yeah, way. Salt bike is like a brutal therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like a therapist with a cattle prod. That's what it's exactly. It's <laughs> like. My hand and legs. <laughs> yep. It's like the therapist that's letting me know that I've gained the quarantine 15, like brutally honest. Thank you. Thanks yeah, yeah. for that. It's like the therapist, <laughs> when you, you tell it your problems, it, they just walk over and kick you in the ball. So that's exactly what it's like for me. Snap out of it. Uh, have you found, um, you know, that that's all good news about being able to keep your employees and being able to to get equipment to people who need it. But have you found any issues in terms of like you said, keeping things in stock or like the supply yeah. chain just because it's international? And you know, what has that yes. been like? All of that has been, you know, when when coronavirus first broke out in Asia, I have to give my team credit. They really were forward thinking and moving containers and going, oh, this is going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. you know, shutdowns. And so we prioritized, you know, making sure that we were filling our international distributors the best we could, but also prioritizing and moving orders up to come to the U.S. Um, and even then, you just don't know. I mean, there was, it's, you know, it's amazing the amount of demand that there has been. And so we still have run out of our classic bike. 
I think on our site, there's probably a two to three week lead time right now. And things may come in sooner, but we're just trying to err on the side of caution. But yeah, there has been a lot of that because then there's our, you know, there's the suppliers and then there's the sub suppliers. And so they might be ready to manufacture, but then they can't get to the, you know, components because mm-hmm. of different areas. So there, there definitely has been this worldwide, you know, impact. And then we've got distributors, you know, in 50 different countries and, you know, same thing. They're like, Hey, when can we get equipment? So it was the supply chain had definitely slowed down. Uh, but even still we have been squeezing out the best that we can and, you know, kind of reshuffling and sending stuff to, we have a third party logistics warehouse in Chicago, which houses the majority of our equipment and, and they're deemed an essential business, which was helpful because they're open. And so we can still get them fulfilling and stuff. So a couple of weeks isn't bad though. A couple of weeks to get, you know, all that equipment. Yeah. in if you're really looking to stock yourself, but Tracy, that is a lot of work. Your team must be like 24 they, hours a day reshuffling, trying to figure shit out as it happens. Oh, constantly. And I, I mean, I'm telling you, like, it's just, I'm always, I'm always so big about culture and company culture. And as we grow, we're not that big of a company. There's like 25 of us. What? Um, yeah. We're, what a we're, common misconception, right? Like you seem like this global giant and you're like, yeah. no, we're, we're actually a small company here in Carlsbad, California. Um, but we just have an amazing team and we've had teams that have been with us. You know, some people have been with us since the beginning, but in this, I mean, I'm, people have just been amazing. I mean, my employees have come to work and taken their workstations home. They just like whatever it takes to get the job done. And it just makes me so appreciative of the collaboration and the team because I've always said this and I, you know, it sounds corny, but I truly mean it. Like we're literally all a cog in the wheel, right? It's not just me and my business partners, owners and all. It's like, no, it's every, every single one of us has a job to do just like, you know, in each of your jobs, Mm -hmm. it's the same. And for people, it's hard to get people to feel that right. Not in that it's not just rhetoric. And I truly feel like my team is that way. I mean, they're just, from accounting to customer service to shipping. I mean, our, our domestic shipping department, I feel they're, I mean, they, they, it's just been tough. Yeah. I sent my daughter, my 20 year old daughter's home from college. I'm like, Hey, they need help. She's filling out bill of lading. She's helping the warehouse. Like we can just like, just get it done. Just putting her to work. Yeah. Well, it's important, <laughs> you know, cause it's customers, right? Cause the bottom line is it's like, you've got to take care of people. And even though behind the scenes, there's all this going on and we're scampering and trying to do this. They're like, hey, I paid money. Where's my machine? Right. And that's, you know, and that's our goal is just to do that and fulfill it to the best that we can. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can sing the praises of my company. Every single person has just, yeah, above and beyond. Well, mine showed up so fast. My daughter told me I should send it back. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as it rolled in, she's like, you know, it's not too late to send that back. I'm like, no, it's too late, baby. It's way too late. It's here. It's happening. Well, see, you're in Ohio and our warehouse is in Chicago. So that's probably like a next day destination. Yeah. Well, yeah, it absolutely got here quick. And, and to the credit, um, and it's, it's going to sound a little bit like a commercial, but, uh, like I like putting things together. I like building stuff. Like I'm kind of, you know, crafty and, you know, like to fix things. And we have a rule in this house that woolies don't use directions ever. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me ever. even a little bit? We don't ask for directions. We don't use directions. That's a, that's a rule. You can ask both my daughters. They will tell you. And I've been yelled at by both of them for years because we'll go to Target and just wander around the place for like an hour while I'm looking for something. And they're like, you can ask the person in the red shirt. No, you can't just follow me. But anyway, so the bike comes 
And I put this thing together. I mean, no shit, 15 minutes. Like it is so easy to put together. It was crazy how easy it was to put together. And what I was mostly worried about, because I was here by myself when it uh, showed up, you know, those things aren't small. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to haul this thing down into the basement and put it together. I'll take it out of the box first and take it down in parts. Super easy to move, like, like shockingly easy to move. And it's just sturdy as hell. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it was really like, once I got it down there, I'm, it was like kind of mad at myself. Like I've got a rower down there too. I haven't touched the rower in 60 mm. days, probably. Interesting. And I, like now looking back on like my last, you know, several years in the basement, I wish I'd put in a, put a bike down there instead of the rower. If I could redo it, it's, it's a Plus sturdier guy. piece of equipment. Mm. It, you know, it, it does both the things that it does what the rower does for me. It's like when you get on and you lollygag, you know, it hurts worse than when you're lollygagging on a rower. Like you yeah. can sit there and row forever at a slow pace on a C2 rower. I mean, I've proven that by doing the marathon row and, <laughs> and you can, you can just sit there forever and, you know, you'll get blisters and whatever, but it doesn't hurt. I mean, the blisters do, but the row doesn't hurt right, right. with the bike. Like you sit there in a lollygag, it still hurts. And so then yeah. you have to choose like, well, I'll speed it up. So that doesn't hurt as much, but then you blow your lungs out. So it's, it's really kind of the perfect implement for, for a home gym, particularly where you're like, you're doing a lot of every minute on the minute or kind of these, you know, 21, 15 you know, nine wads or, you know, three rounds for time. Like it's absolutely perfect for that. Cause you just have yeah. to pick, pick your destruction. You want to be destroyed slow or you want to be destroyed fast. <laughs> you know, it's it great. True. Yeah. I have a friend who's a bartender and he reached out and he's like a, you know, 24 hour fitness kind of guy. And mm. like, you know, old school, you know, chest tries, you know, whatever. I don't know if you heard me, but I did over a thousand. Yes. I did a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and he would go in the, like for his cardio, he would do you guys in great shape and he would do like an hour on the elliptical. I'm like, you need, I'm telling you, you need one of our bikes. And so mm-hmm. long story short, when quarantine happened, he had, you know, a couple weeks off where he's like, all right, I want to buy one of the bikes. And he's just like, holy shit. He was, that just told me my cardio sucks. Yeah. Go on a stair stepper or an elliptical 45 minutes, but like prolonged versus just like John said, it's like you do a twenty-one fifteen-nine or any kind of, you know, time domain on the bike. And it's, yeah, it's, it's. It, it well, speaking of elliptical, the only cheat I have found on the bike, the, and I find a cheat for everything, Tracy, everything. <laughs> the only the- way you can cheat the bike even a little, and it still hurts is to stand up. That's the only but thing you're you not, can do. You're not even cheating because you're, you're not like, um, ticking by calories faster like it's slower like you could yeah, do it, it is, but it's yeah but you you release that lactic acid from the tops of your legs that's the, my of. point like yeah you do like it but but at that point you're in elliptical mode so you're standing up you know <laughs> you guys can see me but the people can't and your arms are going <laughs> so it still sucks like but it's the it's the only yeah she's right you're slowing down you're your slowing moment. down so like you might be you might be giving yourself a break but you just working longer now yeah, well, that's, <laughs> it's not that much of a cheat well that's my point though about like you've got to pick your poison do you want to die slow yeah. or fast like you know yeah. i'll get that thing ramped up and yeah i realize i've got another you know 15 20 calories to go i'm like all right well i'm gonna stand up for five of them and give my legs a break and yeah i'll do that back too. in but yeah. man so, so what kind of workouts do you do I do. You talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a lot of. I do what um, what Mike programs a lot at Salt University, 
And then I all follow street parking too. So I kind of yes. look at them like, which is, which looks worse or which looks better. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I don't feel like doing this t- lifting today. Okay, fine. I'll do like an endurance on the bike or something, but yeah, I do different, you know, like he programmed something last week that I was doing. It was on the rower. I think it was, it was 30 calories for guys, 20 calories for girls, and then 10 burpees over the rower, um, you know, jumping over. And, and it's like, that seemed like, okay, it was five rounds. I'm like, oh, that doesn't seem bad, but it was, it was pretty terrible. And you, but, you don't yeah. cherry pick your own wads? Like they'll go, salt no. bike, you're like, I'm not doing that one. No, I don't. Oh. Like there'll be certain times where I'm like, oh, do I want to do the bike? And, you know, and I had a um, knee issue going on. So I have not been getting on the air runner. So mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot more bike. I've been between the air rower and the bike, but I used, I definitely used the bike by far more. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I like the short, hard workouts. I don't like the long chippers and all that kind of stuff. I'll do them if I have to, but it's, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> what about I'm, you guys? I'm yeah. kind of, I'm kind of with, well, it depends. I, I actually do like the longer endurance wads. Um, but yeah. if you throw a bike into a long endurance wad, it all of a sudden makes it some kind of special health. That I yeah. don't like I like them if it's like a good, it's like a 40 minute wad, but it's like things that keep your heart rate relatively steady. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but not spiked like that. Then I'm, I'm all in. And after my husband is so good at those, it's like disgusting, but (laughs) you can't really have one of those with one of your implements. No, you can't like, I'll do, I'll do like even like a fight gone bad, but then I'll put like the bike or something in there, but you're doing it at a much shorter clip, right? You're talking rounds and you're like, okay, I can do almost anything for five minutes, but Mm -hmm. yeah, when you get longer and you do get the bike in there, like when you're doing rounds and rounds of even 10 calories, like that's, that's a lot. It kind of sucks the life out of you a little bit. Totally. <laughs> no, see, I, I like the long endurance wads, um, uh, but if I'm if I put the assault bike in it, I like it to be a partner wad because yeah. then you can you can have a good work to rest ratio, and like you can still rattle off 15 calories and jack your heart rate up, but then you can get off for you know 20 30 seconds, let your buddy yes. do it, and yeah, right. So I like That's to do that, but uh, you know, it just fans. yeah, for me it varies. Today I did seven minutes of burpees. That was very exciting. Oh, guess my score. Guess my score. Oh, 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 uh, 112. Damn, 113. Oh, come oh. on. That's yes. impressive. Yes, 113. Wow. I, was, I told myself I wasn't going to do that workout. You know, I came up in the uh, United and Movement um, mm-hmm. oh. thing. And uh, back in, I think it was 12.1 during the yep. Open, it was seven minutes of burpees and I had only been doing CrossFit at that time for a year, but I was in pretty good cardiovascular shape. I just didn't have any strength. And that year I did 108. And, um, and so someone's like, are you going to do the seven minutes of burpees? And I'm like, no, I don't want to be depressed that I'm, you know, nine years later, I'm not as fit, even though I knew that wasn't true. And then today I was working out in the basement and I was just doing strict lifting, doing 10 by three strict press, 10 by three deadlifts. And, you know, moderately heavy or heavy for me. And I got done. I'm like, oh, I need, I need to do like some sort of Metcon. I'm like, I'll just do seven minutes of burpees and just see, cause I'm in the basement. Nobody will ever know. I never have to talk about it. You know? <laughs> and then I got like, I got into it. I got like, you know, just a couple minutes in, I'm like, holy crap, I'm on a good pace here. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really went like, I never even put, I never pushed the pace. Like I'm convinced I could redo it and maybe get into the one twenties if I really pushed. So I feel good. I'm Oof. very proud of myself. Yeah. Fit you are. I'm so fit, Nikki. I'm so like, fit. Yeah, I'm impressed at your growth. Look, <laughs> I like it. Impressive. I so do not fit. like. If I had to choose a salt bike or burpees, I 100 would take bike. No, no. Really? 
Really? You guys would choose burpees? A hundred percent. Every oh, time. Yeah. I would, I'd rather go do a hundred calories on the bike oh. than a hundred burpees. <laughs> how long do you think a hundred oh. calories on the bike would take? I know. I know how long it would take. No, stop it. it well, I've done like, we have this workout, the assault baseline and it's terrible. It's like, you start with 60 calories on the bike and I'm already you, out. Right. <laughs> and I can just tell you, so I'll tell you like it was 60 calories on the bike and there's like 50 air squats and 40 ab mat sit-ups and then 30 push-ups, 20 pull-ups, and then 10 burpees and for time. Right. So when we did that, my, my best time on that was just barely under 11. I was like 10 51. And that was a couple of years ago. I'd be a lot slower now. And so the, the guy who programmed that our, our trainer at the time, I, it literally took me six minutes to get to the 60 calories. He was done with the whole workout when I was just getting off of the bike. Um, I'm impressed that it took you 11 minutes. It would take me 11 minutes to get 60 calories. No, you trust me. You can do uh-uh, it. Oh, girl. No <laughs> way. Into air squats? I'd be like. Into, well, oh. that's what's terrible is coming off the bike and then doing 50 air squats. You you would be yeah. like, how did Nikki die? Time. <laughs> that's so weird. But yeah. actually, truth be told, that's that sounds like all. a really good. Yeah, I'm like going to really do that a lot now. Yeah, that yeah, sounds you like a good one. That's all baseline. You got to check it out. But yeah. yeah, it's so 100 calories. How long would that take you, John? Oh, let me see if I can remember now. I did the, we, so let me give you the full story. When we started, when I started at Mentality, which is Scott Panchik's gym, I'd never really ridden an assault bike. I mean, I'd been on them, but we, at the gym I was at previous, um, they didn't really have them, you know, uh, they had one or two and they never programmed because they had so many members. Well, Scott had dozens of those things and loves programming assault bike, loves it. So I get there and it's, probably a month or so in he programs 50 calories for time that's the entire wad i'm like how hard can this be it's only 50 calories and that's all i got to do is ride a bike okay let's go Mm -mm. so i i get on there and i just pedal my ass off and and i think i did 50 calories and like um if i'm remembering right it was like a minute 30 maybe a minute 40 it was fast fast for me i'm old but it still was fast enough and i get off the bike now i'm breathing crazy heavy and my heart rates to the roof, but you feel okay for a second. And then I stood up and I literally took two steps and my legs just collapsed. I had uh-huh. no body control. Both legs just went out from under me. I've never had that happen before. I'm like, okay. I'm just laying on the ground. Like what the hell just happened? You know, Wait, you did, did you say a minute and a half? Yeah. Something like okay. that. Maybe, maybe a minute yeah. 40. Um, what? Yeah. That's, that's insane. And no wonder you collapsed after. <laughs> What? Oh, it was, I'm it was, ter- it would take me 10 minutes. to oh. do- Now yes. I've done a hundred, a couple of times, but you, you can't do this. You can't do that same. Like, you know, at 50, yeah, you yeah, rattle yeah. off 30, like really fast. And then that what? final 20 just take forever. Yeah. I can't rattle off 10 really fast. What world are you living in? <laughs> I can, I can pull 30 in less than 60 seconds by going yeah. as hard as I can. Um, that's why you, you got them model legs. Yeah, but you can <laughs> you cannot maintain that. So a hundred is like it's I don't know. I want to say it's four and a half, maybe five minutes. Maybe. Maybe not that long even. No way. But you got like, you know, and so like I'm now I'm thinking about this baseline wad. I want to try so bad. I'm like 60 yeah. calories. All right, knock out 60. Then go try to do air squats. And you're right, Tracy, those air squats after 60 calories would oh, be absolutely wow. brutally insane hard. I've, so I've talked to so many like guys that have done it because the bigger guys or the bigger girls, like when you're tall, you get a lot more, you know, inertia. Yeah, you get a lot more yeah. power out of it. 
And so he crushed the calories on the salt baseline. He's like, how hard could this be? And he absolutely was dying for like two hours after. <laughs> Yikes. I, I can't tell you how many wads I've done since then though. Once I've kind of learned where I'll be the last person off the bike, but the first person to finish, because I've learned like you don't yeah. win many workouts right. on the bike because you right. ruin everything else after that. Totally. Yeah. Like not, you know the- unless you're sprinting, like unless the, if the entire workout is just, you know, sprint for calories, then yeah, you got to kill it. But. There was one workout, I was CrossFit games a couple of years ago. I remember Travis Williams. It was like, not, it was team. It was 90 calories on the bike. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah like, and this is and- Travis MO hundred oh. <laughs> percent. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was, I was like scared for him after when he got off, he just looked like his eyes were rolling the back. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause he's just like, oh, I'm going to just crush this 90 and he's a strong guy. And yeah. then they had all those deadlifts to do. And he was just like, it was just like what John said, that pacing, it just kind of threw them off because he, yeah, the bike strategize. When you see that happen and you're like, oh, I was worried for him. Are you like, sorry, I made this for you? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Good luck no. with everything. Bye. Oh, like, Slow down, buddy. Yeah, right. Learn uh, from this. No, but you just, yeah, you just, I remember in the very beginning, like when the first time we went to the CrossFit Games um, as a vendor was 2013 and we were doing these one minute challenges and there were guys that were just, I mean, like size of a moose and they do that one minute all out. And then they're just like rocked for the rest yep. of the day. Yep. And then we're like, okay, we better, you know, pair it, pair it back. And then we did 30, we did 30 seconds. And we're like, that's still kind of wrecking people too. Yep. Like when you're yep. going like all out, which I don't like, I, I mean, I'll go like, you know, I try to hold like an RPM and that's what, you know, that's how you can kind of like, cause when you go too hard or you go too slow, you're working harder to kind of keep that up. So if you can hold an RPM, is better than mm-hmm. just trying to go all out. Cause man, I, I start to have like a little pant. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Yes, you know, I see, same. I see some of the, you know, the top athletes like get off it and they're just, you know, rolling around on the ground going, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. The worst. So, have I ever told you John about the worst CrossFit workout I've ever done in my life that haunts me to this day? Have I, talk- oh. I, mean, I might've talked about this before on the podcast. No, I don't think we've talked about no. it. it. So I've been CrossFitting since 2010. OG, right? Don't know why I don't have abs. Actually, I know exactly why I don't have abs. What the fuck? Donuts. Donuts is why I don't have abs. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've been been crossfitting for a long time. And there was a competition that I went to. I think that this was 2012 or 2013. So I had been in it for a couple of years, like, you know, relatively well-versed and everything, um, but had never really been on a bike yet. So it was, uh, I didn't have any in my gym and they weren't, they weren't as widespread yet. So it was new. So I go to this partner competition and the first thing that happens is me and my partner have to weigh in. Okay. And they write your weight in Sharpie on your arm, like nice and big. So I'm already traumatized for life. I'm like, hiding yeah, what the heck? Hiding. yeah, like what the fuck, please don't tell me. But the workout was, um, and it was either 10 or 20 calories, 20 calories on the assault bike. And then you had to sled push like 50 feet down and 50 feet back or something like that. The combined weight of you and your partner. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, that's not, it wasn't a super heavy sled. It wasn't super long distance and it wasn't like 20 calories on the bike. Like, okay, no big deal. And you had to do it twice. And I will never in the, for the rest of my life, I won't forget how I felt after that workout didn't take long, but I didn't know the bike and I didn't know that stimulus. And I didn't, some reason sled pushing and biking is like the worst thing that's ever been hatched by anyone as an idea. And I could not recover. Like 
thought I was going to throw up forever. Matt, my, my husband did it too, like got off the bike and like <laughs> stumbled <laughs> over. It was outside. It was a photo wad, like stumbled over the grass and like into some kids like picnic Oh my like God. all over, like fell over into the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like ruined <laughs> these kids picnic. It was bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's terrible. We've, we've programmed something like that in the gym before. And they were like, it was, it was the bike, the sled. I feel like it was something else. Like we were doing a rotational and they were getting like, some of the girls were getting like, by the end, they were like having weights on there and then having a person on there and mm-hmm. the girls were strong and they're pushing. I'm like, I'm not doing that. You guys are way younger than me. And uh, <laughs> by the end of it, there was a few of them that if they didn't throw up, they were very uh-huh. Uh-huh. picnic. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know it could happen. I was like, what is going on with my body? Right it's now? A, I, I don't know what that is either. I'm sure Chris can explain it to us. I'm yeah. sure Mike T could explain it to us, but that somehow those two movements together are pretty terrible. It's wild. But you guys are, speaking of, of Mike and Chris and, and all the folks that you've got doing all this programming, you guys are right now uh, providing a lot of at-home workouts and a lot of programming for people to follow. I mean, how how yeah. impactful has that been for you, given the fact that everyone is at home and looking for a program, looking for a class, looking for an option? Yeah, I think, you know, it's really good. And to have guys of that caliber that just really know their stuff so well, we, we do it like the whole bottom floor of our company is a gym so it's just a company gym and we have everything in there and so they all program during lunch and we have you know crossfit level two you know people come in and you know coach class or if you want to work out independently so we're all we've always had programming like that going on but yeah now especially during this and having and it's you know those guys but it's just so many people are sharing and we get so much positive feedback you know from people going oh my god i did that so the engagement has been really really good and the feedback or someone going, Hey, I did the sled and you know, the bike, don't try that. Um, no, please don't, please don't yeah, try that. <laughs> but it, yeah. But it's like, so for us, yeah, it's, it's something that we want, you know, to kind of give to the community to just go, Hey, here's, you know, not just the bike, but like, here's some different, you know, things you can do with it. And what's interesting is there's people buying the bike now that are not even from CrossFit. And yeah. so it's like, Oh, I just need something to move. And then they don't realize like move there's a, that's an adaptation, right? You don't just get on that and cruise for 20 minutes and just right. go and watch my show. Um, and so to learn that and to go, Oh my gosh, I can do such a great workout in such a short time. Yeah. I also like that the stimulus in general from a bunch of those home wads, like people could do, even if they're, even if they don't have a bike, even if they're waiting for a bike, even if yeah. they're just like looking for something, cause that's what I've been doing. Like I've been, uh, you know, my, my gym owner is still programming and that's cool, but I'm kind of like you online. Like, well, I don't really want to do yeah. that today. I'm not so sure. sure. So I'm kind of like, I have my my pages, my Instagram pages that I constantly scour to look for. Like, oh, what's this person posting? And like, yeah. you know, what's Mayhem posting? And like, what yeah. are all these? Um, and so now it's not. It's nice to have you guys as a as a resource because even if I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, I'm, I don't want to get on the bike today or whatever. Okay, well, I could run, yeah. but I could do the rest of this, or I could just skip that and add a minute. But it's just nice to have another resource that is coming from a really trusted source. Cause that's the other yeah. thing too, is like anyone can teach a zoom class and anyone can program now. And, and right. you don't want to open those doors necessarily either. You want it to come from trusted sources. So it's good to have you guys for that. Oh, I appreciate that. And I love seeing all the programming. There are, like you said, without equipment, like yeah. so many people are posting, you know, body weight stuff and just going, you can literally do, you know, all of this, you know, without equipment, which is awesome. And I yeah. think people are really, you know, you know, surfing Instagram and stuff and picking up some really good stuff from 
a lot of, you know, a lot of boxes, a lot of, you know, individual athletes putting stuff out there. And I just think it's really cool how the community is just pulling together to go, Hey, this is what I have to offer. Hopefully it helps somebody. Yeah. John keeps sending me his workouts too. Oh, I'm just oh. humble bragging. That's why I send them to you. Oh, just I like that you do it. It gives me great ideas. Deal. I just did this today. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. There's that. There's that. I, I test on myself in the basement though. That's the thing. Like what's interesting about working out alone and I've done this for a long time. Um, years really. I mean, I took a year off from CrossFit and programmed for myself and worked out here. And then after training with the people I trained with for so long, like I've, I've kind of figured out the rhythm, but I'll get into it with myself and, and think, all right, here's what I want to try. The hard part is, you know, if you're, let's say you program something five rounds, you get three rounds in and you're like, yep, well, that was wrong. You still got two more rounds to go. Like, <laughs> you know, so you, you do start to experiment and figure out what works and what doesn't work. And I'm kind of in a rhythm now where I know it works, but I, the, the assault bike has added a new wrinkle to that because hmm. like I programmed something for me and Meg, Meg's uh, 16 and we were doing uh, every minute on the minute. And so I had the assault bike in and I'm like, all right, it's going to be 15 calories for me, eight calories for you. Well, I found out, and it was a, like a 25 minute EMOM. So, you know, it's five rounds or so. Well, I found out very quickly, 15 calories was aggressive and yeah. and eight was going to be impossible for her. So like, you know, <laughs> I met right in the middle of the wide going, make it six Meg, and I'm going to make it 10, <laughs> you know, like immediately changing. And so you do start to learn like what you can and, and can't do. Um, yeah. but it's added that wrinkle and, oh man. And every time it just sucks, it totally sucks. <laughs> but don't you feel better? Like when you get off of it, no matter what you do, but like, no matter if you don't feel like working out, whether it's the bike or anything else, don't you, once you're done, like, you're like, yeah, I just, do you get that like kind of endorphin rush? Oh, I get it before and after. Like, I, of course I'm like addicted at this point. Like I have to work out like people. I think the people that aren't into fitness and I'm sure, you know, you guys are the same way. Like I just have to, like, I get up in the morning, like today was a good example. I had a bunch of conference calls and work I needed to do, but I had some windows in there and I was working from home today. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up and before the branch is open, I'm going to ride 15 K and then I'm going to go lift. And then I'm going to, you know, and so I start plugging it into the times of when and I kind of do that each day of like figuring out, all right, where are my windows? I have to get in, you know, one, maybe two workouts. And, and I base my programming based on how much time I have. So if I don't have a lot of time, it's probably going to be a 21, 15, nine assault bike and something because I know I can, you know, get that in in 10 to 15 minutes and it's going to hurt like hell and improve my cardio capacity. And if I have a lot of time, you know, it might be, I did one the other day that was 15 rounds that involved a thousand, a thousand meters and 50 double unders and 20 push ups And, you know, I had a lot of stuff. So, you know, you just, you kind of figure it out over time, but, but do you do it all in one swoop? That does sound terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> 15 rounds of anything sounds pretty terrible. Yeah, I'm all fat. So my, I sent a workout some the other day and they were like, man, you're on a tight ship over there because my workout had, it had bike first. And then it literally said one hour break, mow the yard, and then had, had another workout. And they're like, did you really program mowing the yard? I'm like, yes, that's yes. 40, 40 minutes of pushing a mower. That's, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> Yes. Right now, my husband yeah. my husband's keep working out because he's moving like uh, dirt piles like into the garden area for us to like. That's a thing. That's like, a CrossFit loading. workout. Yeah, yeah. totally. That's legit. 
Totally. Absolutely is. So yeah, I try to, you know, but I do space it out. Like I'll try to do, if I'm doing two a days, like we, we kind of all are right now, yeah. I'll do one in the morning, kind of one in the late afternoon, early evening. You know, I don't do it too late. And then I do always feel better for me though. It isn't about like my body feels better. It's like emotionally, I feel better. I know it's, it seems yeah. silly, but I really do. No, like I, I feel like accomplished. Yeah. Maybe that's the best way to put it. The endorphin rush for me is just, is the gateway to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like work out and be like, what can I eat now? Exactly. <laughs> There's never that's a time nice. where I'm not thinking about my next meal. So it's, <laughs> it's like the allowance. I'm like onto the cookies. Like I worked out. I deserve this. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I don't have apps. Here's, yeah. here's what I do need to figure out. So I, I, I haven't, maybe you can help me with this, Tracy, or, or I'll have you partner up with Under Armour and have them figure it out. So I use my fitness pal for everything. I track all my food, all my workouts. And on the exercise portion, they do a really good job of telling you how many calories you're burning if you're biking at a, at a rate of 16 to 20 miles per hour. But you have to do that for a long period of time to really kind of burn the calories they're telling you to burn. I need right. an accurate calorie burn for for 15 calories. Is it, is it really 15 calories or does it, you know, like that's what I need yeah. to figure out. Let me, um, I'll get with Mike and I'll get back to you on that. Cause I guarantee you he'll know a calculation because you're right. That the burn on that is different than if you're just riding your bike on the street or whatever. Right. And yeah. also like calories on the bike are, are like energy calories. They're not like calories that you burn or they, they're like similar, but they're not exact like, it's not like you burn 15 calories and then you, it was right. Like when you're riding like and you're almonds. doing five rounds of 15 calories, your burn is far higher than that. Right. Exactly. It's not, yeah. it doesn't translate like that perfectly. No. <laughs> Cause I used to be like 15 <laughs> calories. I'm never eating an apple again. What the <laughs> fuck? <No. laughs> it's like, no, 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 that's not, it's energy. It's not the now same. we know why John's <laughs> doing 15 rounds. <laughs> right. No, that. but it does, it does make you think, I know it's not exactly the same, but it does yeah. make you think about the value of a calorie much more <laughs> when it you're does. like, I have to work yeah. how hard for that many? Shit. <laughs> it does when you put it in perspective. It allows me to like, you're talking about donuts, Nikki, like, uh, because I track everything, it allows me to, to eat things with no guilt. And I know that sounds terrible and you shouldn't be feeling guilty about what you eat, but uh, look, I'm, I do. Sorry. It's how I'm wired. Right. So let it go. No, it's yeah. True. It's so, true. so it's like something I'll, we all deal with. But there's also a kind of a freeing factor of you've got everything tracked and you know how much you burned in exercise. And then you get to the end of the evening. And when, you know, my baby girl goes, Hey daddy, let's go get ice cream. I can look at my phone and go, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I got enough calories left over, you know? So there is like some of that. And that's why I need like the the OCD in me. Like I just need this accurate. You need to know how much ice cream that just got you. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I feel like a 15 calorie burn on these salt bikes worth at least a scoop. At least, yeah, uh, I would say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't take the nutritional advice from me, though. Yeah, or, or a couple of donuts. I don't know. Yeah. So, Tracy, yeah. what what does your like immediate future look like? I mean, everything feels so uncertain right now, but obviously, it looks know, like this room. <laughs> oh, it looks like working from home. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are your yeah. what are you guys doing right now? To are you thinking at all about when this passes and how you get back to the new normal, or are you just kind of like plugging along day by day? You know, it's both. I mean, we're always strategizing. We're always working on you know various equipment improvements, but um, really for us, like like you guys too, right? We go to a lot of events. So Mm -hmm. all of the fitness events, you know, our marketing department, that part of it has been 
what's probably been the most on hold is, you know, what is, what is that looking like and what are future events going to look like, right? Or how long are we going to, I think, you know, I think we're going to start to see some loosening of this, you know, self quarantining. Um, You know, I see, you know, cities like New York city, LA, I'm in San Diego County, you know, they're, they're saying May 15th. I know there's not going to be some magical date where, Oh, it just, you know, disappears and you know we all go about our business i think but they're gonna have to can't just stay like this you know you know for the economy and for so many other you know for people you know from various industries um so for us i mean we're doing what we normally do which is manufacturing and distributing and shipping equipment so none of that has really changed for us during that it's just the locale with everybody you know working from home um but getting back to the fitness events that's where yeah, I'm, you know, and I, you know, you can't really plan for that, right? Like we see what's happening with the CrossFit Games. There's going to be no audience. It's, you know what I mean? That's where we are right now. How about you, for you? Are you getting ready to ship a whole bunch of bikes to the ranch? Do you have inside <laughs> intel we don't know about? <laughs> no, we, and you know, it's funny. We seriously never get any inside I have no, it's like literally last minute. That does not yeah. surprise me. Like, I know. Dave, I, and Astros I love that. I was, a secret for everyone. And Everyone. I love that. And I totally respect yeah, Same. how tight lift that he is able to keep that. It's, I think it's, you know, I think it's pretty it's awesome. masterful. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. No, I mean, what about you here? I like, it's so sad. Um, well, I mean, the whole state of the world is sad, right? So like priorities, yeah. but just in me and my first world problems here, like it's a bummer <laughs> that these events that, um, I was really looking forward to being at for work and, you know, the, the sanctionals world has opened up so many more opportunities for us and the media team um, yeah. to travel and to, this sounds silly, but like to see each other. Cause the media team, like we are all such a, such a close knit family and we only see each other a couple times a year. So it's like this big emotional <laughs> reunion every time we get a chance to work an event. So honestly, the hardest part for me is not being able to like see my little family like that. Um, and at at the events that we were planning on and obviously games is like, it's like going to summer camp for us. Um, it's a lot of work. Like I cannot stress enough how much work event life is, you know, this, I mean, it's 14 hour days and everything is on fire constantly. You're just putting out fires left and right. Um, and so it's, like a high emotional toll, high stress, high right. situation. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you or like, I'm sad that for myself and for my career and also for, you know, sappy emotional reasons, I won't be yeah. able to be at these events. I mean, John and I, shit, we were like finally planning on being at events together this year. We don't have photos together, you guys. Oh no. Like we like have been in the same place, like three times period. Here, just, just lean to the right a little. Yeah, and I'll just lean just in. take yeah, a picture here right here. Hey. Yes. But like, you know, we were planning on doing a lot. And so obviously yeah. like it's, you got to put it in perspective because there's way bigger fish to fry and bigger yeah. problems in the world. And I'm glad that we're healthy and able to do this. And that's really, that's yeah. really important. But, um, I'm just kind of like you, I'm, I'm figuring out as things are lifted, like, are we going to host more events with those spectators? Do I get to work yeah. at them? Are we going to do little, are we going to spread them out? So like, you know, 50 people go on Friday, 50 people go right. Even when they lift um, barriers to social distancing, like we're still not going to be able to bring a thousand people to a place. Yeah. It's still going to be like, all right, now groups of 10 are cool. Now groups of 50 are cool. Now whatever. So I have, I'm waiting here. 
So we don't, yeah. And there's some normalcy in that, right? Like of going, like of going to the events, like as yeah. you're saying, they're 14 hour days or long days. There's a lot of prep leading up to it, but there's just some normal. I mean, for the past few years, I've traveled quite a bit. Yes. And then all of a sudden to be like, oh, where, you know what I mean? It is, that's a, that's a different. Totally it's a different look and, you know, and I've met so many people and then you, yeah, same thing. You see those people a few times a year, but they become, mm-hmm. you know, your close knit friends. And, you know, I know so many people that are first responders to the, you know, and I just like, I get teary thinking about those guys every day out there, whether it's doctors, nurses, you know, firefighters, mm-hmm. all those people. And it's just, man, they're like you said, those we're talking events, but there's so many people out there that literally leave their house for the greater good of other people are out there trying to help save lives and do and, and exposing themselves, yeah. you know, and they have families at home and stuff. And so I try to just kind of focus on that and go, you know what, we're so fortunate yeah. trying to do my part of just social distancing and doing what we can, you know, through the company yeah. in the best capacity we can. That's important. Cause you know, every, every so often I find myself being like, God, I just miss the gym. Like I just want to like go yeah. hang out with my friends. I want to go get a cocktail yeah. at my favorite restaurant. And I'm like, shit, there's plenty yeah. of people who are out there every single day on the front lines of this and, and you hear the numbers of people who are, are sick and dying. And it's like, well, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that cocktail. <laughs> I guess I'm just right. going to suck it up I'm, and stay home. Cause it's not that bad for me. I'm like dying. Cause I haven't got my nails done. Right. And it's like, then you Girl, go, that's so <laughs> don't even, <laughs> I gotta breathe. Like <laughs> it's been, it's like, that is I don't even want to complain about that. Yep. The first yep. time I even said it publicly, but I'm just like, but at the same time, you just go, you know what? They're, Yes. There's so much more going on. And this is so important that we, you know, are doing what we're doing. And, and I don't know what the right answer is, because really, you can't just keep doing this. You know, at some point, we all sort of have to, it's going to permeate through, you know, the community and the population, yep. so that they can come up with, you know, a vaccine and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's no perfect way. We just, so we just have to get through it yeah. as mentally and physically healthy as we can. Well, I've never been mentally healthy, so I don't know how that'll <laughs> There's work always out. Time. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bummed about the games. I'm trying to keep everything in perspective. I mean, I, I have a, a coworker that works, a woman who works for me who has the virus. Oh, man. And, and people have said from the beginning, oh, this is just like the flu. Trust me, as someone who talks to you know, this person on a, almost a daily basis, this is not the flu. Like, And that's why I try to keep keep in perspective, like I would have loved to have gone to the games. I would have loved to take the podcast and Nikki and I'd have some fun and to get a hangout in the assault booth and do all the stuff I did last mm-hmm. year. Um, but you know, people are really dying. Like it's yeah. really, really happening. And this is a vicious, vicious disease. Like, you know, the, yeah. even the one, the people that are surviving it and, and my employee is surviving it That's and it, it looks like she's going to be okay. But but man, like I've never seen anything like this. Like I've yeah. seen people sick yeah. before. I've never seen this. And no. And it's just tough. It's I think it's really tough on everyone. And and hopefully, you know, to your point, there's probably no completely right answer here, but but we'll pull through it. You know, the I think yeah. our, our country's been through a lot worse than this. It doesn't seem like it to all of us because you know, we're relatively young and you know, haven't had a lot of horrible events in our life, but you know, I, yeah. I, I think we'll, we'll pull through this just fine. It'll just take a little bit. Yeah. We'll be back in yeah. 2021 going to Madison and cheering <laughs> Matt Frazier for his sixth title or whatever it's going to be. You know, <laughs> That's accurate. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We decide, you know, it's perspective every day. Right. And we all wake up and have good days and bad days. And 
you just kind of align your perspective and just go, Hey, you know, we got this. I know when this is over, I'm going to buy more toilet paper. I know that. <laughs> Are you running yeah. short? No, I like the, the, what a manufactured thing is so dumb. Like <laughs> every time I go to the grocery store, it's still gone and I still have plenty and I've got the same 12 pack roll I bought four months ago. You know, it's like, Nobody poops that much. Come on. It's like, <laughs> we might need to address a greater problem. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Seriously. It's like, I don't understand it. I don't understand why all this stuff disappeared. But, you know, well, because people... coronavirus gives you the shits, didn't you know? Right. <laughs> Shitty disease. Some people really think that now. Well, I'm serious. They do, no, but do I'm like, really? yes. Some people are like, oh my God, toilet paper's gone. Coronavirus must give you the runs. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. It's so silly it was kind of crazy in the beginning when people were just like, and I don't know, I shop at Costco. I have plenty as well. Yeah, We're on the subscribe and save from Amazon. So we always oh. have like a good back stock too. You know what I can't find yeah. anywhere, anywhere. And if anyone knows where I can find this, please dear Lord, can't find fucking flour anywhere. Oh, like to bake. Yeah. Like I, know, I just it's want crazy how the baking aisle is wiped out. It yeah. is crazy. I just I had want to borrow powdered sugar flour. from a friend. <laughs> Unbleached yeah. all-purpose flour, please, dear Lord. I've been baking bread like a good housewife, and I can't <laughs> find flour. <laughs> oh man, no, no Amazon, uh, nothing, nowhere, not uh, uh-uh. zero places. Well, I've been buying a lot of food on Amazon. You can get great stuff on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Great stuff, but yeah, flour is probably hard. Uh, that would be a hard one to ship because it's heavy. But mm. yeah, the times I've gone to the grocery store, though, it's literally the baking aisle is certain aisles are totally full and certain are wiped out. And the baking aisle is one that's just gone sugar, flour, none of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not making fun of the virus, but I wish the grocery stores could stay the way they are now after this thing goes away, because it's so easy to get in and out of whole foods right now. (laughs) So easy. So are they lining up and spacing and only letting a certain uh, number of people? Yeah. Yeah. I've had friends that said that too, like at Trader Joe's saying the same thing going, Oh my God, it's so nice. You wait in line. It's not that bad. And then once you get in, you just like, Oh, I have the store almost to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, went, I went to whole foods on a Friday night a couple of weeks ago and I was in and out of there in 15 minutes. There was nice. no one there Friday night. I couldn't believe it. Place was like wow. dead. It was great. I'm like, man, it's like somebody called in a bomb threat. I might do that every time before I go to whole foods <laughs> moving Good forward. Lord. Well, Whatever. you know, people's buying habits have probably changed during this where people are ordering online and going, oh, this is actually convenient. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where they might keep that up. So maybe the stores won't be as busy online or doing the pickup, you know, where you, they do curbside. I do think that with fitness equipment too, like I think all the people adapting to working out at home are probably going to go, oh, I'm actually saving drive time there and back. And you know what I mean? Like they're adapting to this new habit. Yeah. You know, I wonder, and we'll make this the last question because I know we've kept you here for a while, Tracy, but like looking ahead and knowing that some gyms, some CrossFit gyms are not going to survive this, like some probably wanted a way out and some just, you know, didn't set themselves up in a proper business manner. And we talked about that in our, in our last episode, John gave good, like dad advice of like, think about how to run your business. Um, but given the fact that like, I'm, I'm sure a good amount of your company sales rely on gyms who stock multiple Absolutely. pieces of equipment, yeah. you know, if they don't come back or if other gyms don't open, I mean, does that affect your long-term you think? Yeah. I mean, it definitely can because we, I mean, yeah, cause you're right. Like you sell an individual, you know, one or two pieces and obviously a gym will buy six, 10, mm-hmm. 20, just depending. 
so yeah, that will definitely have an impact. And, you know, it's, and it's just hard to say because there's some that there's just going to be some attrition, even with, you know, some of the bigger companies I saw 24 hour fitness is contemplating if they're going to have to file bankruptcy and, you know, that's a, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a big company. So, but you just adjust. I mean, we're, you know, we're a small company, we're nimble and you just, you know, you figure out different, you know, methods and channels um, to sell and support everybody that you can, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that things like United and movement, what CrossFit is doing truly helps, you know, these, you know, a lot of these CrossFit gyms stay open and keep their membership and, you know, keep their members there. I know they're trying to give, you know, zoom classes and anything they can to give people, you know, what they're paying for. So I'm, I'm truly hopeful that all of that can kind of buy some time to get everybody through this difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Glassman loves a good lawsuit and I hope, I'm going to give him some dad advice because he needs some dad advice. <laughs> I don't know if Glassman needs to do this. I don't know if it's your company or maybe all you guys need to get together. But I do think that the fitness industry needs to start petitioning Congress to make gyms an essential business. And here's why. Like they've already found out uh, through the data, they're finding out with the coronavirus that less people, the, the fit people are dying at a much, much, much lower rate than right. the obese people. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not making fun of people that are obese, but they're no. already finding out the science of, oh my God, who knew if you're fit, you're, you seem to, your body protects itself better. Like, mm. you know, yeah. and, and so I do think like, you know, now you're shutting off this, you know, this, uh, this valve for people like my dad's 75 and he goes to the gym and now he's having to work out at home. And fortunately, like he's driven, like no one you've ever met. So he keeps doing it, but like <laughs> a normal 75 yeah. year old would be like, screw it. I just won't ever go back you know? Right. And, and you, I think it's you true. need that for people. So I'd love to see the fitness industry and I'm sure somebody's ahead of this already, but Somewhat, I did, them. I read something about that. There was a CrossFit box that was actually petitioning in their area or their city. I think, I think it was in the U S to say that it was an essential business for, you know, a multitude of reasons like that. And in fact, I was talking, I have a, a good friend who's a Lieutenant with the NYPD and he was saying, he goes, you know, cause I was like, look, you know, what can we do to help you during this? And he's like, stay home. He goes, Mm -hmm. but after this, I would love to talk to you because really what we need to do, because like almost 20% of their force is affected by this. Right. Yeah. And he goes, is we need to work on getting our guys healthier. And, you know, so it's to your point, John, that, you know, I think these gyms should be an essential business because they truly are. I mean, and there are, there are some people that are affected or younger people, but for the most part, healthier people are able to recover. So, yeah, there there have been some really good um, articles. Our friends over at the Morning Chalk have written recently about sort of like the back and forth, like the pros and cons of that. Because you're right, like in a sense, yes, they are essential and and help with physical health, mental health, the health of the right. people who are on the front lines here. And it, you know, that's yeah, it's a life saving space. That at the same time, the way I think about it now is like closing essential businesses. I've got like the air quotes going. Yeah. Is only for everyone's safety right now. So like, regardless right. of the fact that they're keeping you healthier, which might help you fight the virus. If you get it, chances are, if we keep letting 10, 20, 30 people in the gym at a time all day, every day, we're not going to yeah. stop the spread of this thing. So it's like, uh, yeah. I see both sides of it, but like, you know, having them, uh, gyms like here in the state of Rhode Island are going to be in phase one of the reopening process. So like, you know, that's oh, one okay. of the first businesses that will be allowed to to open. I think that is that's a good step. Oh, that's that's, good. that's that showing that it's, yeah, it'll be like, I don't remember banks and this and yeah. this and private gyms. So 
Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. That's yeah. really good. And, and I think it's going to change the protocol and probably the, you know, the sanitary ways that gyms yes. do clean after anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not really like, even when they open it back up, whether it's rolling or just all at once, we're not going to stop the spread of it. All what this whole purpose right. is to really is, as I keep saying, flatten the curve, but it's going to get out there they're just trying to, exactly. we just don't want to overwhelm healthcare. So yeah, I think uh, it's good to hear that Rhode Island is already kind of working on on gyms and stuff. Yeah. And I think other states are. And once they do that, then people will follow suit. Totally. I think little by little, they go, hey, what about us? So, yeah. <laughs> hey, however, we can here. support that. Yeah, exactly. You know, Nikki, I think I need to end every episode with dad advice like this. I, guess oh, I would love that. <laughs> dad tips with John. Yeah. I like it. That's our, our latest segment sponsored yes. by... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This dad tip. Yeah. Well, Tracy, thank you. This has been so much fun. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was really nice to talk to you guys. And Nikki, finally, uh, good to meet you. I've seen you through the years and I've not officially met you. And I felt like I already knew you and you're so friendly. Same. And I feel like John, all the games last year, kept being like, I'm at the assault tent. Come see me. And I was like, (laughs) "Ah, I have 17 jobs. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, 16, I can make it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you in 14 hours. I know. I feel like I'm meeting more, more people on zoom and catching up with more people on zoom these days than I ever normally would. It is kind of funny. Yeah. I know. As we we're sitting here, I came up with a commercial for a salt bike, by the way. Uh-oh. I'm going to give it to you, Tracy, and you need to tell your marketing team, this is it. No, this is it. Okay. This is it. It's like, do you want to be fit? And do you hate yourself? <laughs> Buy a salt bike. I think that's great. It's short. It's sweet. It fully like describes. It right to the point. Yeah, yeah. It fully describes the product. Like everything is perfect. You can't really say it about me. anything yeah. else. That's like true. I can't think of anything else that that, that third line would be. Yeah. I'm going to bring it to the marketing team tomorrow. We have a meeting. Amazing. Tell them. Amazing. Tell them. Yes. That's going to work. Dad advice from John. Dad advice from John. Dad advice from John. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Nikki, go appreciate do, it, uh, Nikki, go do your bath salts. Yes, I will. Thank and, you very much. And uh, we appreciate everybody listening and have a good evening. All right. Well, that was a fun show, Nikki. Uh, before we get out of here, let's give uh, kind of the final details on the coach soak since everybody needs to do what Matt is doing. So I know soaking in his own people's soup, yes. <laughs> Matt soup. Um, no, all, all, in all honesty, it's just a 20 minute bath. It's actually really nice. It's got essential oils in it. So it smells nice and it leaves your skin feeling super soft. It's made of a combination of magnesium flakes and mineral rich dead sea salt. So it's more effective than just Epsom salt alone. And it's got 21 essential minerals, including sodium, calcium, and potassium. So it's good stuff in there to help you relieve your sore muscles, reduce uh, inflammation that builds up from working out and also improves your circulation. Plus when you support the sponsors, you support us here doing the show, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. And the other thing that's good in these soaks when I do it, Soft music, preferably jazz, some candlelight, and a nice rosé. Nice rosé. I um, I sit there with my with my phone and just scroll through the gram. It's Twenty yeah. minutes to just veg out on the social meds. Well, I was going to say that's how I create my memes, but I don't want to creep everybody out. So, uh, <laughs> so with that said, uh, make sure you go to coachsoak.com, c o a c h s o a k dot com, and uh, plug MPGA into the code and get free shipping and fifteen percent off your next order and uh, take advantage of it. So you guys have a great evening. We will talk to you all soon.